Greetings, my friends. This is Art Walensky, welcoming you to another edition of the Messianic Jewish Expositor. Today, we have Can a Rabbi Believe in Jesus? Part 3. Rabbi Jonah Greenberg approached the reception window in Ben Kaplan's office and was greeted by Denise. How are you, Rabbi? I wasn't expecting to see you today, said Denise. Well, Denise, I wasn't expecting to be back for several weeks, but I have something exciting to tell Ben and his students. I know that today is the day of their weekly meeting, and I didn't want to wait another day to share my news, said Jonah. Rabbi, please come with me. I'll take you back to Dr. Kaplan's consultation room, said Denise. Thank you, Denise. But first, a question for you, if you don't mind, said the rabbi. Of course I don't mind, rabbi. Denise, do you believe in Messiah Yeshua, asked Jonah. I most certainly do, rabbi. I most certainly do. Why do you ask, said Denise, because I've just accepted Yeshua as my Lord and Savior, said the rabbi. Denise looked at the rabbi. Within seconds, tears of joy began streaming down her cheeks. She could not speak. Instead, she hugged Jonah hard and then took him by the hand and led him into Ben's consultation room where he was greeted by Ben Kaplan. It's great to see you, Jonah. How is everything, said Ben. I have some news, Ben. I've accepted Yeshua, Jesus, as my Messiah, my Lord, and my Savior, said Jonah. Susan, the Jewish student who had originally invited Jonah to come to these meetings, was overwhelmed. That's just wonderful, Rabbi, said Susan, who promptly embraced the rabbi and kissed him on the cheek. Wow, Jonah, what incredible news. The angels are rejoicing, said Ben, said ben as he warmly embraced Jonah. What finally convinced you? There were many things that contributed to my decision, Ben, but two things in particular convinced me as I asked God to show me the truth. The first is that Yeshua is unquestionably God. Permit me to read from the prophet Jeremiah, said the rabbi. Jonah read from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23, verses 5 and 6. Behold, the days are coming declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell securely. And this is the name by which he will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. Yahweh 
is our righteousness. yud heh vav is our righteousness. Concluded the rabbi. Could you please explain how this first helped you decide, rabbi, said Josh. Sure, Josh. The branch, or tzamach in Hebrew, is a title used for the Messiah in the Hebrew scriptures. He is a righteous descendant of King David. And in these verses, God himself, the Lord, Yahweh, expressly states that this branch, the Messiah, has a name, and that name is the Lord. In our English Bibles, Lord is spelled with all capital letters, standing for Yahweh, the Lord, Yahweh, our righteousness. Isn't that staggering? The Messiah's proper name is Yahweh. This is absolutely so wonderful that it's mind-boggling to me, exclaimed Rabbi Greenberg. Matt had a question. Rabbi, how can Yahweh, who is God the Father, say that his son, the Messiah, will also be called Yahweh? I think that I finally have the answer to that, Matt. The Father and the Son are equal. And they are both Yahweh. They are equal and together with Yahweh Ruach HaKodesh, God the Holy Spirit, these three equal personalities are one God whose proper name is Yahweh, replied Jonah. Rabbi, that is staggering. That is mind-boggling. But do you know what, Rabbi, said Matt? Please tell me, Matt, said Jonah. I believe it. It makes perfect sense, said Matt. It most certainly does, Matt, agreed Ben Kaplan heartily. Jonah, you said that there were two things in particular that helped you decide to accept Yeshua. Would you tell us what the second thing is? Sure, Ben. It's what Gamaliel said in the fifth chapter of Acts in the New Testament, when the apostles were brought before the Sanhedrin. Now, you know, Ben, that Gamaliel was the Apostle Paul's teacher. Let me read to you what this portion of Acts says. Okay, said Jonah. Absolutely, said Ben. Jonah picked up his Bible and read. Acts chapter 5, 34 to 39. But a Pharisee in the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, held in honor by all the people, stood up and gave orders to put the men outside for a little while. And he said to them, Men of Israel, take care what you are about to do with these men. But before these days, Thutis rose up, claiming to be somebody, and a number of men, about 400, joined him. He was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and came to nothing. After him, 
Judas the Galilean rose up in the days of the census and drew away some of the people after him. He too perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, men of the Sanhedrin, keep away from these men, these apostles of Yeshua, and let them alone. For if this plan or this undertaking is a man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God. Ben, I know from my own research that the New Testament is historically reliable. I have absolutely no doubt about that. That being the case, I am confident that Gamliel said what he is recorded as saying in the fifth chapter of Acts. And Gamaliel was among the most famous of rabbis. As I mentioned earlier, Saul, in fact, before he was chosen by God to be his apostle, when he was a rabbi, studied under him. So Gamaliel is to me an unimpeachable source. And Gamaliel said that what Peter and John were teaching would not be overthrown if it is of God. Well, 2,000 years later, it has not been overthrown. Now, Ben, these were just the final pieces of the puzzle for me in my quest. All that we've spoken of in our two previous meetings and a great deal more have combined to give me unshakable faith and assurance that Yeshua, Jesus, is my Lord and Messiah, said Jonah. Rabbi, this is so wonderful. Whoever said that a Jew cannot believe in Jesus, said Josh. You won't ever hear that from me, Josh, said Sarah. Can we all please lay hands on Jonah? I have some anointing oil here. Jonah, may I anoint you before we pray, said Ben. By all means, Ben, said the rabbi. Ben anointed Jonah, and then they prayed. Father, Lord God, please bless this son of Israel who has come to faith in you today through your only son, Yeshua, our Lord, Savior, and Messiah. Please show Jonah what to do next. Lay out your path for him, that he may know the way to go. Please use him mightily in bringing others, both Jew and Gentile, into your kingdom. We pray in Yeshua's name. Amen. Hello, my friends. This is Art Walensky again, your host. I hope you enjoyed this recording. We're living in very challenging times right now. Very challenging times. There is tremendous polarization and chaos in our country. Soon our most basic freedoms could be taken from us. If you don't personally have peace, you need the peace that passes all understanding, and you can have it now. That's what Yeshua, Jesus, brought when he died on the cross 2,000 years ago. But you must accept him as your Lord and Savior to receive it. He will bring worldwide peace when he returns, 
And that day draws closer all the time. If you've never accepted Yeshua as your Lord and Savior, I beg of you to accept him now. Once you die, it's too late. Please say a prayer, something like this. You can use your own words. Lord Jesus, Yeshua, I know that I'm a sinner, and I know that God cannot have me in heaven with him as a sinner. I want to be with God. I want to be with you for eternity. Please forgive my sins today and cleanse me. Cleanse me, Lord, I ask you. Thank you, Lord. I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you, and until the next time when we meet again, God bless you.